Welcome to the PowerShell News Podcast. This is your host, Hajit Dalwal. And I'm the co-host, Mick Pletcher. Hey, Mick. Hey, Harjit. What's going on? Oh, my God. We are entering March 2022. So fast. Where has time gone, right? I know. It has flown by. Oh, my goodness. So, anyways, lots of things developing and stuff like that. There's been some new cool things with PowerShell and whatnot. So let's uh, let's hit it up and uh, you know maybe we can have a you know a short and sweet uh, episode this time. So you know you 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 brought up a few topics and I think uh, you know they're, they're they're really nice. They're really um, interesting and I think would definitely interest uh, our listeners here. One of the things is uh, about how to use automatic PowerShell transcription, which was, which really intrigued me as well when I when I saw that uh, blog post for it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really interesting post because you know as we all know PowerShell is absolutely essential in the uh, Windows environment today. I mean it's a powerful tool, but the power also can be used on the dark side. And uh, we all want to know, you know, if PowerShell is being used by a hacker to, you know, jeopardize our, our domains. So what the transcription does is it turns on logging so that all PowerShell activities are logged in the event viewer logs. And, I, and we're getting ready uh, here where I work. Uh, to enable that. And it's basically, there's a, a, a GPO policy out there that's literally called turn on PowerShell transcription. Oh, simple as that. Yep. Okay. And yeah, and, and, and I guess the purpose, like you said, is to to include security logging and troubleshooting and, and that kind of stuff, right? It's more like auditing as well, right? I mean. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, so if, you know, right. if you have a security monitoring software, uh, you can add this to the list of things it uh, watches. And then, you know, let's say PowerShell, um, you know, starts running by somebody that's outside of a security group that uh, you may have enabled that, uh, um, which people in that one security group are the PowerShell users. Uh, right. Or if it's running at, an, at, you know, from a user at a odd hour in the morning, then you know your security monitoring software would see that log in the event viewer log and be able to alert you instantly. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. That's that's cool. That's cool. And yeah, it, may, it's, it seems like it's not a a, a difficult setup at all uh, to a group policy and and off you go running with it, right? No. And uh, there's a, a great article on it. It's out on IT Pro Today, and it's uh, called How to Use Automatic PowerShell Transcription. Okay. It was written by Brian Posey. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. And then another one, which was really, it uh, had a really witty uh, title to this uh, blog post or this article. It says, do you like your PowerShell wet or dry? And I'm like, huh? Like, what the heck are you talking about here? And that one, too, is by Brian Posey, actually. Do you know um, <laughs> much about what they're talking about here? So they're mainly in this one, they're talking about repetition in scripts. So let's say, uh, and he gives an example here. Let's say you have a PowerShell line in there that says, write host, hello world. And you have to do that multiple times in a script. 
Well, instead of uh, rewriting that multiple times throughout the script, you can create a function and uh, then call the function each time. You know, a lot of times it's not just a single line that you're uh, repeating. It's a, a bunch of lines. So right. basically that, that can serve space in the script, and it makes it a little easier to read. Okay. Okay. And it and it also helps, you know, um, cut down on the possibility of errors in right. while writing the code. Right, right, right. Okay, cool. So that's the wet and dry. <laughs> yep. Okay. Trying just trying to make your life a little easier for yourself, kind of a thing. <laughs> yep. And then let's dive into WMIC in Windows, uh, Windows 10. And yeah, there's a uh, there's an article out here by Lawrence Abrams. He wrote it on February 10th, and it basically the article is um, titled "Microsoft Starts Killing Off WMIC in Windows Will Thwart Attacks." So WMIC.exe is going to be done away with. Uh, I'm assuming that's going to be coming. Well, actually, here we go. In the article, it says that uh, the tool is deprecated in Windows 10 uh, 21H1. So yeah. once you get that installed, WMIC.exe is gone. And a lot of the um, the administrators that are um, have been around for a long time probably still use it if they don't use PowerShell. So the replacement for it is using PowerShell. Right. And we need to we need to make it clear that uh, we're talking about. The command line tool and not WMI itself. WMI is not going away. I mean, it's a, a key key part of Windows. So it is a tool. Uh, Windows Management Instrument command line WMIC that is being replaced by PowerShell, as you just mentioned. Yep. And um, and it, and just in PowerShell for um, maybe some of our novice users here, the command in there is uh, git dash wmi object. Okay, okay, that's a good one. Yep, that sounds good. Anything else you want to talk about with WMSAU? So uh, there was a, a topic that we talked about uh, in our last episode, and that was on the Windows terminal. And, you know, I mentioned in that episode the fact that uh, the one thing I would like to see Microsoft do is to be able to run Windows Terminal uh, as a different user. Uh, like I said then, you know, I log in with a standard credential account, and then if I need elevated credentials, you know, I'll do the shift right click on, a, on an application, uh, you know, and, and um, run as, and run it as my uh, elevated account. But... There, we got a, a response uh, on our last episode from a user that said there was a workaround for this, and, and there is. I found it out on GitHub and uh, where they had uh, submitted here on support of the Windows Terminal to run as different user credentials. And someone said that he found a workaround for this by running the application as is and then just modifying the JSON config file to include entries to spawn PowerShell sessions as another user. So basically what happens is the code that he gave what it does is it uses the runas.exe and uses save credentials in there, and it spawns another window. Uh, it doesn't spawn another tab within the terminal. Uh, so it spawns another another uh, terminal window and not um, a tab within the terminal window. Correct. Okay. Okay. 
So you can okay. find that if, if you're if you're really wanting to see this, you can Google uh, support Windows Terminal to be run with different user credentials, and uh, you'll find it under the um, GitHub link, and that's where uh, the code is. That um, if if you're interested in in doing this to your system. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, sounds good. But I'm not sure uh, how I feel about the save cred information if you're going to use your domain creds in there. Um, that's kind of doesn't feel falling uh, or using best practices here, right? I I agree. I I probably would not do that. Uh, I know I'm a little fickle when it comes to such yeah. stuff as this. But yeah, yeah. I, I have to agree. I, I'm not sure if this would be uh, uh, the most secure thing to do. Right, right. But but if anybody's looking for a workaround, there is. Uh, uh, that's all we're going to say. Um, you know, modifying the JSON file uh, that you use for your terminal window. Yep. All right. So other than that, I think uh, I this PowerShell 7 out there uh, now um, that talks about upgrades from 5.1 to, to 7. Uh, you know, there's a list of all the the, the 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 new things and new capabilities of Windows. I mean, PowerShell 7. Don't want to get too deep into this, but did you want to talk a little bit about this? Or sure. So Adam Bertram uh, wrote an article back in November titled why you should consider an upgrade from PowerShell 5.1 to 7. And he has some really good points here. Uh, you know, uh, being um, our enterprise environments today are using much more cloud services and even Linux servers. Yeah. And uh, the huge advantage with PowerShell 7 is it can connect to all of them, including Apple. You know, if you have Apple systems, servers, uh, you can um, use PowerShell 7 with that. So that's huge. You know, and it, it, I'm, I'm suspecting, you know, this probably really pertains to a lot bigger uh, companies um, yeah. that, that are, that's really going to take advantage of the PowerShell 7. Probably mid-sized, smaller companies could probably utilize it, but not to the degree I would think that a, um, a very large enterprise could. Right, right, right. Yeah, it seems um, it's a cross-platform um, supported with Red Hat and all the Linuxes out there and and uh and apples and right so yeah well one of the things that he mentions in the article and this is when i heard joey aiello uh mention this at ignite uh the last actual physical <laughs> microsoft ignite we went to um the for each object uh, uh dash parallel that yeah. was huge and and being able to run uh, a four uh, several um scripts at the same time uh, that is a huge, huge plus with um, PowerShell 7. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I do see that. Any mentions about that? And so finally, we want to mention our good friends uh, from PowerShell uh, Summit, PowerShell.org, uh, DevOps Collective. They're all part of the same, same group. The PowerShell Summit is happening in... Uh, in Bellevue this uh, April in a couple of months, and it's going to be from April 25 to 28. Uh, there's a wonderful lineup of uh, solid speakers. I mean, these are like, you know, world-renowned speakers, and they they do some really cool stuff. They're going to be there. Registrations open. People are registering and, and signing up. Uh, it's going to be in person. 
so definitely encourage you if you're interested, you know, powershell.org and uh, watch for the tweets. Uh, they've been sharing the, the the links for the registrations and also some other information. Is there anything else you want to add on that? Well, there, we're also going to be on site. We verified that uh, last week that we will be there doing a lot of podcasting, uh, interviewing uh, different MVPs, you know, and other PowerShell uh, people there that are, you know, have projects that are going. You know, if you're you're wanting to bring some notoriety to a project or a script you've written, hey, we're definitely there to uh, interview and bring you on our podcast. Yeah, um, that's correct. Uh, me, uh, you know, Mick and I are going to be there. Um, we're going to do all sorts of things, right? Um, community engagements and podcasting, interviews, photos, videos, um, and all that fun stuff. So if you're interested, if you want us to, you know, have a chat with you, uh, you know, maybe give you the platform and uh, whatsoever, please do reach out to us and we'll be happy to, you know, fit you in. We'll be happy to meet you and uh, discuss further and where we can go, right? Yep. And one thing that I'm really excited about when we get to the conferences is we're going to shadow the uh, classes. And we're probably going to shadow a few of the students there and uh, track how their accomplishment of learning PowerShell goes over the week and give them some attention and, you know, try to um, help give that class some some attention for uh, the future conferences coming up and, uh you know, to give just how value to give an aspect of just how valuable that class really is. Right, right. Yeah, it's great. It's going to be a great conference, and it's uh, always a, po- a popular one. So yeah, definitely reach out, guys, and uh, happy to talk to you guys. And so until next time, you know where to find us. And I am at Hooch on Twitter, H O O R G E. And I am Mick Pletcher, and I'm on Twitter, and my handle is Mick underscore Pletcher. Awesome. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>